0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 62, Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast, and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard, and the other, not so much. My name is Anthony. And I'm George. And I'm back. I'm Tommy. (laughs) And we are joined today by the always wonderful ever sassy and the smooth voice that's like molasses Jono Peck
1: why hello thank you for having me it's the it's my second time on the show but my first as a dad so I'm actually qualified now
0: congratulations <laughs> Jono your your little one is adorable I was gonna say uh, I've been loving those pictures on Twitter man looks just like your wife though 100% spitting image of your wife with a baby. Mm. <laughs> I think that once the baby starts growing hair <laughs> and it gets mad scientist like then you'll be like see that's yeah. that's what i gave him is this yep. mad scientist hair <laughs> i have
1: one thing to pass on it's my my hair dna
0: now guys if you don't know george hasn't been with us for a couple weeks he has been uh battling the masses uh via the COVID 19 outbreak in a way that may surprise you so the paper just disappearing meat sections gone but corona the alcohol still there. Oh God, nobody, <laughs> nobody will touch a twelve pack of Corona, guys. I
2: swear to God, no matter how cheap I make it.
1: Oh man, I would, <laughs> I wouldn't put me off if they're on sale because of all this happening. Then I'll have to pick up a couple cases.
2: I'm more yeah. of a Modelo man. As he, as he licks his chilada, mm-hmm. but yeah, yep. no, it that this guy's I, like I've been in retail my entire adult life, and I've never seen anything like. This crazy and yes some of it is legitimate like people come in for their everyday groceries but the panic buying was just unreal i couldn't stop panic
0: buying people yeah just stop it i saw a picture of someone trying to return toilet paper at a walmart (laughs) and i was like i was like how can you return toilet paper like isn't that one of those products that regardless of whether it's sealed or not like you can't just return toilet paper so I've had people try to do that too, and
2: I immediately brought it up once all this started happening. I was just like, we're going to have people trying to return this shit in a couple of weeks. And the company was just like, oh, yeah, you're right. So we're like, Nope, you can't return anything if you bought it in excess. But generally, yeah, we, you know, don't <laughs> don't mind. Jonah, it looks like you have a visitor at your door.
0: <laughs> Jonah, your wife's sneaking into the frame. It was so adorable. <laughs> She's like, them. ah. <laughs> Either. so adorable with the little one but george it's great to have you back man we uh we, we really did miss you and you know Thanks. i'm sorry this shit's like been a it's it's fucking been hitting you hard and, and uh i hope you're I doing just, better tonight it, it's been it's gotten better um there there still is some
2: uneas, uneasy stuff in the market but you know things are things are rebounding already um yeah. i at this point you know i just hope That things calm down in terms of the virus itself and that we can get past this as a race because, man, I know this has rocked the entire planet. Jodo, like, what what have you guys been seeing?
1: Yeah, it's similar here. Like, we've had, I think, uh, you guys have had 120,000 cases. We've had something like 20,000, but it's still pretty bad. Like, we're not on complete lockdown like a lot of the world is at the moment. It's just people who are working are being told to do it from home if possible i work at a hospital and it's like eerily quiet at the moment apparently i don't know because i'm not there anymore like i'm working from home but yeah if if it's not like an essential service we're telling the staff that we're gonna redeploy you to areas that are essential basically like you know medical that kind of stuff like not if, if it's an elective surgery it's getting Postponed if it's a service that can happen over the phone or over like a video chat, then we're not asking patients to come into the hospital because it's just we don't want people there that don't have to be there. Have yeah, you we-
0: tried Google MD? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you tried WebMD.
2: <laughs> but, but, but yeah, we're we're basically in the same same boat yeah. here in California. Um, I mean, I actually have a letter with me at if I get stopped by the police after curfew, cause mm. I do go in like super early to run the store and stuff. Mm. And you know, it, it just tells them I'm an essential employee and all this stuff. Like this guy's permission to oh, be wow. out.
1: Yeah. So oh. it's, it's, it's pretty, we haven't got, pretty, got pretty crazy. The, we haven't got to the police, like the martial law, level yet (laughs) well this isn't like quite
2: martial law i would say but like the police like they will here in california if you're stopped after curfew you can be fined a thousand bucks
1: right we've had an issue at the moment of people just going to the beach regardless of whatever like just pictures of crowded beaches and everyone at home going what are they doing like they're so packed onto the sand like we have big beaches but there's still like car parks are full and yeah. Did Part you guys see
0: bitches at the beaches?
2: Did you guys see that heat map on uh, that was floating around Twitter mm. of all the beachgoers from Miami?
1: Like Daytona or something.
2: Yeah. So they they basically tracked all their phone data and they showed where they went back to and how the viruses spread from there. Like they they're tracking all of this stuff. Like people think they're just going to be like, oh yeah, whatever, and then those guys ended up getting infected as well. Last time I read in the news. Or so. like those dumbasses that threw a. Uh, coronavirus party and then caught corona <laughs> yep gg well played
0: caught the rona i got humbled guys regarding this i posted a tweet which oh, i God, eventually yeah, deleted. deleted
2: yeah you know since I reveled
0: some feathers but good friend of the show brandon myers hit me up and said listen up you dumb fuck here's some facts and uh yeah okay it was a very insensitive tweet i apologize for it but I-, I told brandon that like hey man i didn't realize this so i'm sorry and he's like, hey, I just wanted, to figure throw the number. So, Brandon, you were right. Sorry for that tweet, guys. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, humble. I'm gonna eat that pie and crow. Did you Did you see my reply to you before you before you deleted it? Oh, there were a lot of replies. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like a I was like, replied to it. I was yeah, replied bro, to it. My brother replied, replied to it. Aaron replied to it. Oh man, yeah. I, but yeah, but not as many people replied to me saying Warzone's trash. I don't know. It sounded good in my head. Anyways, let's hop into some housekeeping. Oh, one other thing, Jono. Yeah. I cannot wait one day to win. Uh, Do any of you guys remember the video of that guy on like – he was on like British News. And he's talking. And then his kid walks in. His kid's all – And then the mom comes in and grabs the kid real quick. Do you guys remember that video? Yeah that's jono that's why your wife walking into frame reminded me of and it made me think <laughs> i cannot wait till jono's child is old enough to come in when he's doing a podcast on google Hangouts, just like boop, what's I'm up gonna,
1: dad? it's gonna happen i mean chile's gonna... been on the show how many times yeah. yeah i'll need a lock on that door at least i have my own room <laughs> like you know yeah it was adorable though
0: it looked like she was just like looking at like hey sweetie what you doing you, you, recording you recording your little podcast you record your podcast
1: Usually right. I, I usually I come in here and we just chat for like ten minutes and then we maybe start recording. But she probably thought we were still in that pre-recording yeah. phase.
0: All right. Let's hop into housekeeping. If you enjoy the podcast, please check out our daily news posted Monday through Friday and an occasional review posted on Saturdays. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash nerds, where you can donate to us, but more about that later. First up, what are we playing? Start off with our guest. Jonah, what you playing?
1: I'm playing Doom Eternal at the moment, yeah! and I'm very close yeah. to finishing. I'm, I'm on midway through the last level and nice. enjoying it. So Jonah, that's, that's the main thing.
0: Who are you going to do? You're going to do a review on that, right?
1: I sure am. I'm going to do a, an audio review for this little-known website that you guys wouldn't have heard of.
0: Hey! <laughs> guys, I, I know we, we haven't really said anything yet. I was going to wait. So, but I mean, you're on, you're on the podcast anyways. Jono yeah. offered to um, review Doom Eternal for Dad's Beards Nerds. So, Jono will officially be our first mm. guest reviewer.
1: I will. And I can probably have that done for you guys in the next 24 hours. So, yeah, you can hold uh, to just, that.
0: Just do it when you do it. We ain't worried about when you get it to us. We're just really excited to throw some jo- some beautiful Jono Peck with that voice like molasses <laughs> on the Dad's Beards Nerds.
1: You yeah, love man, saying molasses. Wait.
0: God, Jono's got the smoothest voice. That's why.
1: Yeah, I just finished editing our kindergarten cop comedy rewind, Anthony, which is coming out this week. And was a lot of fun. You threw that line at me in there as well. So like the '90s
3: Schwarzenegger movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do a podcast <laughs> like rewatching '90s comedies, and Anthony was kind enough to share his views on on Annie and the and the preschoolers. You ever need a man for jingle all the way?
3: Hit me up. Okay. <laughs> the best Schwarzenegger movie. Don't ask but, um, people because I know I'm Jonah, right.
0: Jonah, so right now, Doom Eternal, that's it.
1: Uh yeah, Twin Breakers as well. Like I, I yeah. actually just interviewed Colin Moriarty for putting in work, my other podcast. Yes. To, to talk about the experience of, you know, getting into game development and that whole mm-hmm. process. So that was really good. What do you good. expect that episode to air? That will come out this week the day Fuck after yes. the, the kindergarten Sweet. cop episode.
0: I can't wait to hear it man.
1: Yeah, so I I kind of smashed through the game in one night and so I could talk to him about it. So I have I finished it but I haven't got the platinum yet. It, it looks like I'm going to have to master it before that happens. I give them a quote
0: but... of The Dark Souls of, of Pong and Brick Breaker. I
1: saw that Aren't yeah. Cliffy B. Oh my god, it's so hard.
0: Okay, I came into Twitter or you know, I'll talk about it when I when I'm when I'm talking about what I'm playing. Yeah, but anyways, Joe. Wait your turn. Yeah. yeah.
1: But that, no, that, they're the two games I'm I'm playing, Doom Eternal, Twin Breakers. Two very different games, but they're both good in their own way. Definitely. Yeah. All
0: right, Tommy, what are you playing? Um,
3: I've been playing a lot of Destiny since the new season came out. Uh new season's still trash, by the way. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Horrible season, Bungie. Get your
2: shit together. So nothing's chi- counters garbage. So, so, so nothing's changed with Destiny. Sounds good.
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, it changed for the
2: worse. It changed for the worse.
3: And I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot since I've had a lot more time on my hands. I still want that game so bad. It's so pretty. I just cleared the Cell Saga, oh. and I'm running around as Great Man now. And I love it. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Um, I love the mega 64 version of, uh, the cell saga. Mm -hmm. You you guys ever watch it on YouTube where they're making fun of it? Oh yeah. No. He's like, yeah, I'm here to fight you. But first my son's going to fight you and go (laughs) on. It's like, (laughs) wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Tommy.
3: Yeah. Just really, just really those two. Like since you would think that I would have more time to play video games since they closed schools and everything. But I've just been taking a lot of naps, and allergies have hit me hard, so I felt like shit the past couple of days. Anyway, yeah, and then this fucker.
0: Being <laughs> Dexter is the most
2: adorable kitty in
0: the world. George, what he are you is-
2: playing? I I've been actually I had the opportunity to play video games quite a bit the last seventy two hours, so it's been nice. But I have beaten Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. um, nice. a nice on nightmare, um, and Ooh. holy shit! Wow um oh my god guys this game
0: (laughs) i've seen all of the uh the memes regarding the marauder
2: oh the marauder's such a prick
0: (laughs) he's got a ghost dog or some shit yeah dude Mm -hmm.
2: no and not only that but like he's he's got the exact same moveset as the slayer so he can really stick to you and keep the pressure on you constantly it's it's quite annoying um First couple fights with him, I was just like racking my brain. And then on Nightmare, everything's super difficult anyway. So, mm. but yeah, powered through it, absolutely enjoyed every second of it. The lore is great. Um, I can't wait to hear you review, Geno. Um, outside of that, Animal Crossing, New Horizons,
0: loving it. Absolutely yeah. loving it. So, <laughs> um, I saw a meme on that that was like, there's two types of Animal Crossing players. You know, it'll be ready when it's ready. And then the other one was was one of the Doctor Who Time Lords. It's like, time. It like I, uh, I own the time or something like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I been, am the master of time. I bend time to my
2: will, yeah. <laughs> so um, I've already paid off my tent, got myself a house already. So Tom Nook can suck it. But outside of that... <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Definitely a different tone from Doom, like Jonah said. I think you, you, I think you need a little yin and yang when you're playing those types of games. So um, Animal Crossing has been a great companion and my kids are loving it and I'm loving it. But the real question is, are you playing it the way PETA recommends to play it vegan?
3: Absolutely not. <laughs> Which is
2: the funniest oh shit if you've ever read that like, article. How, how do you play Animal Crossing... bro i'll i'll send you the
3: article of what they said about it when this is over because it's so funny
2: shit
1: no fishing that's (laughs) one thing no
3: no fishing no uh catching bugs or anything like that like naming your world (laughs) veganville and dumb shit and putting end speciesism in there okay what the fuck is speciesism
0: i think it's where you have sex with animals
1: uh, no, that's something else. Are you sure? That's bestiality, yeah. sir. Yeah.
0: That's what we called it in our home growing okay. up.
2: Okay. I'll send you the article, George.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's, that's, it.
2: that's it for me.
0: George's like, Well, it's been great. Going well, back to work. We're canceled, <laughs> and I'm out. Wow, Anthony, I'm back for 15 minutes. 15 minutes 15
2: fucking minutes you couldn't
0: wait 30 fucking minutes to throw out some wildness uh that's it huh george that's it all right well guys (laughs) let me tell you something i got to play the dark souls of pong and break breaker aka twin breaker a sacred symbols adventure which i realized in the tweets that i sent out i called it a sacred Symbols story really fucking good great journalism for me guys (laughs) You did a good. Um, you did good, bud. You did good. A. I mean, in the actual review, like at, I said it correctly, but when I saw the tweets, I was like, "Fucking A, Anthony." A. Um, it was a really fun game. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to fucking be. Once you get to, uh, once you have to start using both sides of your brain, yeah, that's when I. It's that's trippy. when my downfall starts because it's got, <laughs> pong on one side, brick breaker on the bottom, and you get to a point where where the sticks, you know, left stick controls. The left Pong, left Brick Breaker, right stick controls the other one, and up and down on him, and then left and right, you know? And it's just like, oh, man, that was... It was a slog towards those en- those uh, last couple levels. My only issue with, like, the story was very forgettable. I mean, it was... it was I, I wasn't playing this for, like, an awesome story, and obviously it was, it was a very good ode to anyone who likes Sacred Symbols or, you know, Colin's Last Stand and stuff. There's a lot of good... A lot of words he uses and stuff like that. But uh, they... Do- <laughs> i uh, the one thing i don't understand why they decided to do this is when you hit x during the dialogue it just cuts through the dialogue it doesn't it doesn't auto populate and then you hit x again and it goes to the next you know po- wave of dialogue
1: yeah that was that's like- been patched they, uh, oh. colin brought that up when i was talking to him that's definitely been patched because you probably had the game early didn't you
0: yeah, yeah, and it was just like, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I cut through, like, a whole, basically a whole cutscene doing that, thinking, like, oh, maybe I'm just hitting it too fast or some shit, so uh, <laughs> Brick Breaker. Also, all the extra modes they have on there are a lot of fun, adds yeah. a lot of replay value. I mean, basically what it came down to for me was, like, it's a really fun, like, I'm bored on the weekend type game to pick up and just kind of play. I can definitely see it as a palate cleanser, but, you know, mm-hmm. the same way I use, like, Risk of Rain and... um risk of rain is another game that i use for that anyways but uh i enjoyed it had a lot of fun it was uh fun to get my kick teeth in by the retro gaming that i thought was so easy from from my younger years and Mm -hmm. clearly isn't uh next up octopath traveler holy shit yes what a
2: game i'm so glad you brought this up because i
0: was talking about this so long ago well first off it, it was like last week and I'm like, man, I want a game to play uh, at work because I work in a casino. A lot of the staff got laid off and it's we're, we're on like a bare bones crew. So there's not much for me to do. So, I mean, they're like, hey, we have Netflix on here. You can watch Netflix, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just bring in the Switch, but I want to play a game. So I looked up Octopath Traveler it was on sale. It was half off. And I was like, yes, <laughs> got it for $30. And uh, what a fun RPG. Like, I So I, I I think I watched like the the main stories of like, the, my main four and I've kind of just went through like skip the, the, the beginning stories of the other four. I'm finding myself when it comes to story, I'm not really as like into it other than the main four, the the four characters that I'm using. But, uh, it's been fun to read how to break that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can very. It's, it reminds me a lot of, uh, bravely default. Whereas um, in bravely default, there were, uh, there were certain classes that if you used in conjunction with other classes and their skills, you would basically like pull off unlimited moves in one move and just break the game like that as well. But uh it's it's a lot of fun. It's a wonderful RPG. The art is fucking amazing. Uh it's fucking bonkers what Square Enix made for uh
1: for for the Switch and it's really kind of a shame that it's not come to any other console. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. It's one of those Switch games that I've Putting off because I, I look at it and I'm thinking mm. it's going to be a lot of hours and yeah I don't I don't know like I've got other Switch games that I haven't finished like Golf Story and Ori and it's... I never finished Cuphead mm. and it's like Octopath it's it's going to be a big commitment but
0: well it gets to a point just... too where you're going back to every town because like. You'll have an option where if you if you hit Y next to a character that has like dots over its head, boop, 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 little thought bubbles, um, you can do other actions with that character. Like I've got a priest or my, my healer who can like make people come with her. Like you guide them and then you can use them in battle. <laughs> you can um, make them um, come with her, Anthony? Yeah, they make them come with her. Uh, I'm glad she that is that a lady of the one. cloth. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> then uh, I've got a scholar. You can scrutinize people and find out more information for them, which sometimes will give you like. Hints and you know, stuff. Yeah, your stealing's better, or you get a discount at the end, or like there's a hidden item somewhere and you go find it, and then you have your thief who can steal shit. And I think it's when you get the thief is when you can really start breaking the game because you can steal some of the best items like right off the bat if you've got the time. I, I also do a lot of um, hit home, exit out of the game, and go back into it. So I'll save before I do a lot of these actions because if you if you fuck up, it messes up your reputation in the town. But uh, yeah, it's got me by the balls. It's got me just deep by the balls it's it's
2: good though like the, the combat they did such a good job pacing the combat in that game in my opinion plus like you said like the combination of moves that you can pull off it's just it it slowly builds on itself to a point where at the end game it's just an absolute brawl and it's great
0: yeah i'm really 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 enjoying it um all check- the, and, and the control the dlc for, go ahead george sorry about that i was gonna say check out my old review if you guys want <laughs> yeah we did review that huh that's what i thought
2: i did review this game
0: i was thinking to myself like i should review this and i was like didn't george review this (laughs) when you get to uh, the point
2: when you've been making so many reviews that you don't know what you reviewed
0: uh so last up is the uh the dlc for control the foundation dlc uh i've barely touched it but i got to play a little bit of it and uh i think controls on sale right now for like half off go buy that game it's so good even if you don't buy the dlc the base game is so good i All the awards this one is 100% worth it.
1: Tell me about the the DLC a little bit. Like, does it add anything totally new? Or is it just like, here's an extra room or wing in the Um, building to explore?
0: So it's going to add some new moves. I've already found that because uh, it controls very Metroidvania. So Mm -hmm. as you're getting newer moves, uh, newer themes, you can access different areas. And I've already found um, spots with future breakable items that I just can't break yet. Uh, as far as what it's added to it, I'm not sure yet. I've only played about 20, 25 minutes because then we had a – I mean, well, I've got three kids and everyone's going stir crazy. So we've been trying – we live in a very um, – we live up in the mountains. So we, we're very fortunate to the point where during this lockdown where we can just take off and drive up up into the mountains where there's nobody at, so we're still isolated and kind of just go on an adventure. So we've been trying to get do do more of that, get the kids out. But control overall, like it's just – it's adding to the story. I'm not really in it. Like, I don't care if they do anything new with the gameplay. It's the lore that I want. I want I want to know more about this world because it's so it's so lore heavy and it's very much a game where you want to read the lore, but the it's not just baseless lore. This lore adds to the game and mm. makes it even better, in my opinion.
1: I thought there was too much <clears throat> lore. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, control. when you played it. Yeah, it was just like trying mm. to keep up with it and then like every five seconds you're finding a new Audio diary or a note yeah. to read, and it was just like. Uh.
0: Well, part of the reason why I went so heavy into that is because um, I'm a big fan of something called the SCP, um, and the SCP is this is this fictional wiki of government files based on. It's like basically a clandestine world okay. government organization that handles shit that's like paranormal, alien stuff like that. And, but all the files are written as if they're they're like actual government documents, so you'll have stuff redacted in it and whatnot. So once I found out truly what control was, I hopped into it heavy because I I, I I fuck hard with the SCP yeah, and uh man in black. And yeah, it just added to that lore. So I think that's that's where that next level of investment came for me was mm-hmm. was because of that reading it and watching YouTube videos. I mean, if you just go and watch the YouTube video for the shy guy on, on it's like holy fuck, like <laughs> it just got a lot of cool shit. But um all right, so that's what we're playing. We're gonna take a quick break. And then we will be back with some sweet, nasty topics and our guest, Jono Peck. And we are back. Once again, Jono Peck is our guest. We're going to hop into our topics now, guys. Now, this is a topic that broke, what, a week ago? Maybe two, not two weeks ago, Tommy, uh, right? Last, last Saturday. Cause, okay. Because it was right after we recorded. So I've been wanting to talk about this because I just, <laughs> I mean, GameStop tries so hard to fix their image. And then they're the GameStop's the only. Uh, it's very much that mean with the guy riding the bike, and then he puts the the bar into his spokes, crashes, and then blames <laughs> something else. Like it's the John Jones of retail people. Yeah, they go one step forward and like eight steps back. So if you guys didn't know, during uh, and I want to say some states it's still going, but GameStop labeled itself in as essential business, which means that they are allowed to stay open during the 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 quarantine for the COVID nineteen outbreak. Now. What they're saying, the reason why they're saying is they are essential business is because they sell, well, I've never seen it in, in the store that I go to, uh, key- keyboards, mice, monitors, shit like that. So they're saying because uh, uh, they sell things that would allow an office to function or a hospital to function via their computers and stuff like that, and that's why they're essential. Well, so they stay open. Well, now, well, then we get a bunch of reports from GameStop employees saying they have literally sent us nothing regarding Pennsylvania. this.
3: Hold their license,
0: by the way. They cannot
3: oh,
2: business in the state of.
3: So did California,
0: the state of California. The governor shut them down. <clears throat> so, they did a lot of scummy shit, which is really fucking funny because I thought them bringing in Reggie Films Ames, they would listen to what he said, and I'm pretty sure well, he's, not this, he's not yeah, employed yet. He's not employed. He's not employed yet. Oh my god. Okay. Well, this is like, why they made the. He's wonder, going to Reggie, be. But... Reggie would have been like, "Don't no, no, no. <laughs> what are you guys talking <laughs> right? about?" Close it up. You guys are idiots. I ran Nintendo for years. People love me. I know what I'm doing here. I'm 6'8. I don't I'm know. 6'8. 6'8". Yeah. He's really <laughs> tall. But uh, so, what are your thoughts on this? Like, First off, the fact that GameStop has the audacity to call themselves essential business. Uh, do you guys mind if I go first? Because I yeah, had to go. Tommy's GameStop got a lot on this. He's been chomping at the bit for this one for a while. Well, I also
3: used to work at GameStop, so I know how shitty <laughs> they are. Uh, for starters, they they told everyone that they're supplying people with ways to disinfect and clean and all that they're not doing that at all what they're doing is they're telling store managers and employees to go out and buy this stuff and then expense it out now George working in an actual essential retail store how fucking impossible is it to go buy Germex and disinfectant right now
2: in fucking possible Tommy
3: okay so they're not actually providing it. They're expecting people to go buy it and then they pay them back. How the fuck are they going to disinfect stuff? They can't. Oh, and guess what just came out like two days ago because they've been doing uh, like locking the door and having people come up to the door, pay for it and yeah, get the yeah. game and all that. Um, guess what they do when they're out of fucking gloves? They tell them to put a fucking bag on their hands. <laughs> what the shit is that going to do? Hey, let's make sure you you keep your hands clean. Put this fucking plastic bag on there. That's not meant for trying to keep things sanitary. That's meant to hold product. <laughs> the fucking gift that keeps on giving. Like GameStop's already going under slowly, but they're doing damn sure to like hurt their own image in this pandemic when they could be doing so much more that would be beneficial. They could say, hey, I get it. Uh, We're not essential, but we feel like it's important to provide entertainment to people in these times. Therefore, you could stay open with this curbside stuff that they're trying now. If they did that immediately, I don't think they would have got the backlash, and I think they would still be able to practice in every fucking state. Yeah, 100%. And, like, on that aspect, they're right. You need entertainment, or you're going to go insane in this time. But then, just the way that they treat their employees like this, I think up until last week, they were still taking (laughs) trade-ins.
0: How?! (laughs) <laughs> That's Why? their business. That's where they make their money is those trades-ins, man. GameStop's hurting so bad. They're so greedy. On. That they don't have a choice.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to trade this in. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> is that the your record, cop?
3: everybody, since you didn't see that, I coughed on a UFC game case and was like, let me trade this copy in.
1: Yeah, say, it's alarming. That- it's it's not the smartest business decision, especially when the employees, like, we, we all know... People who work at these places over the years who have been good employees. And then we've probably all known people that aren't really. Yeah. Like they don't have any business recommending stuff to people. And for like sure. They take advantage of people who don't understand what they're looking for. And they, it's just the slimy practices of of the whole like upselling and, and whatever it is. So the I haven't. Been to, power up, yeah. Power like power like power I, I personally haven't shopped at one of these places. Over here it's EB Games. And I haven't shopped at one for for years. Um, It's just there's there's other options that are actually way cheaper as well. I wish there were other options here. I just buy digital. um, Yeah. I I mean, so to start with, what they're doing is making their employees who there's already been a lot of issues with these people, it's making them even more disgruntled with what they're doing. And having to go into work and and being put at risk, really, having to deal with people face-to-face when they shouldn't. I don't know why they can't just close up and become a, you know, much like the restaurants and cafes that are still running, it's pickup only or it's we deliver only. I don't know why they can't just become a kind of a middleman for people to, if they want to, if they need a new console or if they need, you know, Animal Crossing physical, we Mm -hmm. can ship it to you and you can buy it through us and we'll charge you more than, you know, <laughs> anywhere else. Oh,
3: but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more thing that I can add, and this will about sum up my thoughts on GameStop. <clears throat> George, again, as a retail employee, what happens when you have, right now in this pandemic, if an employee doesn't feel comfortable or safe working in this environment
2: right now? Uh, they can take a voluntary withdrawal. You know what happens if they do that at GameStop right now? They get terminated. They get fired. Yeah. So <laughs> they, so so the way I have the way the company structured that I work for is yes, if you don't feel comfortable working, you can take a voluntary withdrawal. Um you draw from your sick pay, vacation pay. There's also a voluntary fund that we've set up that everybody can pitch into to help pay for some expenses for people who are on voluntary withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a couple options that way for relief and things like that. But ultimately, you know, if you don't feel safe, I've had a couple cashiers who were pregnant that have gone out because of it. (gasps) Yeah, Um, It makes sense. So
3: like, if you don't feel safe in this time, you shouldn't lose your job over it. Like, It's hey, either risk getting sick to be able to pay your bills or keep your health and lose everything. And it's because of GameStop.
1: And it's not even like I don't want to get sick. Like how many of us would know either whether it's a grandparent or you might have a friend or relative with an immunosuppressed condition? You might have, yeah, like like George said, there's pregnant people that obviously want to be in the best health possible. It's there's so many reasons not to want to go out, get sick, and and be a carrier. Like even if you're asymptomatic and feel perfectly fine, you're still risking giving this guy who's you know just had chemotherapy or something yeah. this disease. And if you don't want to work because of that, then you probably shouldn't be forced into a tough decision over it. Mm-mm. Like
3: for me, it's not a it's not a big deal here because it's such a small area, like such a rural community. And there's not even a confirmed case around me. Mm-hmm. Like the closest one is like 45 miles away. But at the same time, I live with my dad who's like recovered from chemotherapy, like two years ago. And then my 89 year old grandmom, you think I'm about to like, try to spread that shit to them. No, yeah. I, if I was by myself, I'd be like, cool, I'll catch this Rona. I don't give a shit. I'm going to be fine. But I'm not trying to put, My family in danger, and that's what that's ultimately about. And GameStop's like, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your family. Just sell these games. Fuck (laughs) everything about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, who's still shopping at GameStop right now? Is the other Um, thing like, (laughs) like, digital's just everyone's going digital.
3: I prefer physical copies, just like for collectors' purposes. Mm. But if there were a games. Like a game store that were better than GameStop,
0: you better believe I would shop there. So like I like I, I buy I a lot of um, like Switch stuff, like paraphernalia, mm-hmm. like for the kids, wise, or like when they give you that little. It's sponsored by PVP. Yeah. <laughs>
3: switch controllers.
0: Um, no, no, no. Well, we had to get. Um, so my 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 wife lost the little. Things that go on the ends of the the Joy Cons when you have them off, like to play Mario Party. Oh, fights oh, yeah. on. With yeah, and, and they sold uh, like a little tiny little controller version, and so I, I went in there and I had to get those for that so we could play Mario Party. Because if not, it's like you have to literally be like beep 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 beep, beep. like you have to get oh, the tip of your so finger like, really on. press that. Yeah, button, yeah. So it worked out like that, and I'll get it. I'll get something from there here and there. Um, my biggest issue with GameStop is just like there's one employee works there that she's just like always on, and I'm like I would. L- I'm sure you're great outside of here. I would love to talk to you <laughs> when you're not like fucking at 110,000%. Like, for I sure. think I'm coming enough to where you can drop the act. I'm an adult, you know? Yeah. Um, but as to GameStop doing that, man, that's funny. Tommy, and you're 100% correct. Had they done it to where we are open, but we are only open in the capacity for uh, online, online order pickups. So, so they've the- done
3: that from the get-go.
0: I think things would have been a lot different. Like, our our doors are locked. Um, If you want something, order it online. Do store pickup. Come to the door. We'll hand it to you. Or show us on your phone. Show us on your phone through the door. Like, this is my order. We go and grab it. We bring it to you. And they're still able to operate in some sort of capacity in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. But because they were so greedy, and I'm really happy a lot of GameStop employees came out on Twitter. Like, uh, friend of the show and and past guest, D., DeMarie Marie came out and said something about that shit too, you know. And for like, the
3: record, those employees that do that can lose their job also, because you're not allowed to speak out against GameStop if you God, work for so GameStop. Wild,
0: Game, the GameStop is one of the like, I agree, it's one of the it's scummiest the uh, businesses there is, and it sucks. As there, there are a lot of good people that we know, that we all personally know, that work at a GameStop, yep. and it, uh, it just some sucks of my best too. friends. That, uh, that exploitation that they do to their their employees basically it's almost like indentured servitude at minimum wage george what are your thoughts yeah.
2: so from one retailer to another fuck you gamestop <laughs> thank you for even considering yourself essential in, in this point point. and granted i understand where they're coming from saying hey we sell mice we sell keyboards okay. most gamestop don't Yeah, And and that's exactly what I was going to say. I've never seen a mouse or keyboard for sale at a GameStop, but whatever, or webcam. I know they they sell them on their website that you can buy in-store and have them shipped to you.
3: I'm sure there
0: are some stores that have them, but the store that, like Tommy, like you said, the store, and George, the store that I have here in Sonora doesn't sell any of that shit.
2: No, there's multiple GameStops here where I live, and I've never seen one in any of them. But I've been pretty anti-GameStop for a good majority of a decade at this point, but this is just like the ultimate slap in the face for me as someone who has been fighting. I want to say fighting the good fight on the retail yeah. front because uh, not only have I been trying to procure product for my customers, but more importantly, I'm trying to get i my, every one of my employees is offered gloves. We have sanitizer at every single workstation. I mean, pumps, We have the strongest liquid sanitizer on the market for our check stands right now. You're keeping everyone safe, whether it's your employees or your customers. My number one goal is to clean and sanitize as much as possible. Then we're stocking. You know, especially with all the information coming out from the World Health Organization constantly. Like, that's been... 50% 50% of my job has been monitoring what we should be doing to mitigate this risk. And GameStop didn't mitigate any risk whatsoever. No. And from a business perspective, you have to do that Ooh. constantly. And all I have to say, like I said before, to start this whole thing off. So fuck you. Like should to... the title of this episode, be <laughs> fuck you GameStop. It might actually be <laughs> fuck you GameStop, but this got me pissed when I read about it. Not because you know, as a retailer, I care about those people that are actually at those storefronts, whether it's a customer or an employee. And it's just like, mm-hmm. come on, you're putting everybody at risk here. Like, why can't you see this? And mm-hmm. if you adopted a model like Tommy had said earlier, nobody would have batted an eye. Everybody would have been like, Okay, we understand. They probably would have praised GameStop, actually. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. They could have they could have called the customers and said, Hey, look, we, we know you got a pre-order for Doom Eternal. Um, you know, due to this issue with the virus, we're changing our policy. Would you like to come in for a outdoor pickup at a particular time? Or would you like us to mail you your copy? You know, problem solved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If there was a reason that they needed people to continue coming in, whether it was to browse or whatever, there's still a way that they could do that safely. You know, they could say we have a, you know, based on the size of our store, we have a limit of five customers at once, and if, if there's five people in there, you got to wait for someone to leave. Like, there's things you can still do and be responsible. You can have. Or well, they could
3: the even.
1: Yeah, sure, and and you know you can have the like like the supermarkets <laughs> that I've been to. I've I've only shopped twice in the last couple of weeks, but that the supermarket I went to, they had wet wipes for trolleys, so that before before you grab a trolley, you can wipe it down, and you don't have to worry about. Who touched this before I got here? I'm um, going to the Bunnings down the road, which is basically like a Home Depot. There's, uh, you know, crosses, marked tape on the, gr- on the ground. And it's like, if you're lining up, be this far apart. Stand here when you're talking to the cashier. Only five people in this aisle at a time. And there's someone like managing that aisle to make sure that people don't go in. Like there's people that are being responsible. And even though, yeah, sure, maybe it's safer if these customers just don't go in there they can stay at home but if you're gonna let people in you've got to do these things to minimize the risk it's all about risk because there's always a risk when you leave the house yeah and, and if you can you minimize that yeah and if you minimize that as much as possible that's really all people can ask for i guess yeah
0: yeah 100 i think i, I think that ultimately what tommy said if they would have just done old store pickup only yeah But there was just
2: just no effort whatsoever. Oh, no. That was GameStop being greedy. 100%. And and they're like, come into our stores and buy our Amiibos. And, you know, that's all Mm. this was. This was all to get foot traffic into their stores to stay open. And like Jono and myself said, they did not do anything to mitigate risk whatsoever. And that's
0: not good, especially in this this scenario. the, The craziest part of GameStop, too, is like the... Ability, the, the like the expert ability and willingness to constantly shoot themselves in the foot, like they will That's they will go true. months they will go months of of building goodwill back, you know, kind of getting back on the straight and narrow. Shit, them hiring Reggie Phils Ames, even though he's not part of the team quite yet, is probably one of the smartest things they could have done because you know Reggie's going to come in and be like, "This is what we got to change to get the public opinion a lot better." Yeah, but like
2: this whole I, and I cannot wait to see what he does with the company. I absolutely Reggie going can. Reggie. And God, I hope he does. I hope he goes just ham and just fires as many people as possible because of all this shit too. But you know, ultimately, like the GameStop that we know or knew, it, it for me, it's dead. Like I, I, I won't spend any money there. I won't.
0: Yeah, I just think that. It just sucks to see a company or somebody in that company working so hard to change public opinion. And then another person in that company who's obviously higher up saying, fuck your shit. This is what we're going to do. Mm, for and sure. Probably having someone it will. It's so it's either one, two things. Someone saying, listen, like we can't do this. You got to trust. You got to trust us on this. This isn't good. And then just being like, fuck that shit. I'm the boss. Or it's just GameStop as a whole is just really fucking shitty. Um, it's them not. Gi- I can tell
3: you again from personal experience, it's them not giving a fuck. Like
0: trying to get that bottom, that bottom line. It is
3: the worst company I've ever seen.
2: And at the very least, they would have procured sanitation products. Mm -hmm. You know, like they didn't. They can go straight to the manufacturer and get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there, there are ways to get sanitizer in things on the market right now, especially if you're an essential retailer. An essential retailer can get proper sanitizer so like jodo you were talking about you know your trolleys i know we call them shopping carts here but like i actually have a team of employees that are sanitizing the trolleys or the carts for my customers inside and out with spray disinfectant everything's allowed to drip dry Mm -hmm. for 15 minutes before they're allowed to be used used like we're taking like the most extreme measures right now where i'm at and wiping down check stands every 10 minutes And allowing those to air dry, like it's it's gotten quite intensive. Like the way we're doing business has changed drastically in the past three weeks, and we're making it work, and we're getting people through our stores. And like, yeah, we have our uh, actually we have these circles cut out, and we have them pasted to the floor so people know how to how far apart to be standing from each other in line as well. So we're Mm -hmm. we're taking those measures as well. But GameStop did nothing, fucking nothing. And that is what damned them ultimately for me.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I All right. totally agree. Next topic. Last topic. This is a big one. A lot of people are wondering this, and I think it's pretty fucking valid. Will the COVID-19 outbreak delay next gen? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> so that's fall release, right? Series uh, X they, and PS Five are a fall re- are, um, are a fall release. The only one that's confirmed is the
3: Xbox Series yeah. X, which is holiday, so fall. Yeah, fourth, so, fourth, fourth um, quarter. We're just going to say before Black Friday because there's no way it's not going to be before I mean, after Black Friday. Like, they're not going to delay it. It's
2: they're probably building those motherfuckers right now. I don't think yeah. there's going to be a delay. But there will be a downtrend in projection of
0: sales. Yeah, yeah. Jonah, what do you think?
1: I think I think PlayStation has said that it would be a 2020 release. They and haven't Mark's, said
3: anything on PlayStation yet.
1: Uh, well, Mark certainly did that release that GDC conference. Oh yeah, you right The other day, that that. and he said it's it's coming this year. And get there schooled, was, Tommy. Yeah, and there was uh, I know like from listening to some that press PlayStation, still so goddamn boring. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. I listened to the summaries, but okay, uh, <laughs> lucky you. But... I tried to listen to it. I fell asleep. <laughs> I
0: tried, I tried yeah. to. It was the very. It, it, it reminded me of uh, Dana Carvey coming out and pretending to be someone who works at Sony.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like listening to Sacred Symbols. Um, we were talking about Colin Moriarty earlier, and him and Chris were have been saying for a few weeks now that they can't see the PlayStation 5 hitting the original release window because of, you know, the impact on not only economics, but on manufacturing and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's that side of it. But then for only, I guess it was two weeks ago when that Mark Cerny conference happened, knowing everything that's been happening, he still said 2020, And I feel Mm -hmm. like he's intelligent enough to hedge his bets a little bit if there was any doubt over that. But he boldly went and said, 2020. Mm. So at the moment, yeah, I feel like it's still going to come out. But it would be easy to see how it could be delayed with the impacts that we've seen.
0: I don't think it'll be delayed at all. Um, We are only in the third month of 2020. (laughs) 2020. yeah there's plenty of time for a sort of vaccine to come out for corona for them to find whatever they need to find doctors hospitals stuff like that or, or for the actual virus to run its course whatever that is and how that may be but i, I really don't think this is going to affect it at all um i know there was some worry about like like twitch well i'm gonna use this example because i'm going to twitchcon 2020 and people are like crap oh, they're gonna cancel know? twitchcon 2020 in san but, diego and i'm like no they're are not you? it's not till september the, the eu one got canceled because it happened like literally right as everything got to that, it was all coming yeah. out the Corona stuff. Like they didn't, they really had no choice on that one because it was like, oh, fuck. Like this is, it's coincided too much. But September is such a long way away that for all of this to just kind of be done by then. So I'm hoping they don't prematurely cancel it. But as mm. opposed, or not as opposed, but when it comes back to the to the consoles, I don't think this affects um, their date. I think it's going to make it hard for them to make a lot of consoles. I think that this is definitely going to make things a little more difficult. We're going to see another Wii situation yeah well i just yeah basically I, I don't think they're gonna have as much product as they would like on release day or release month but i think that obviously once all this shit's done they're gonna ramp up that production even more i don't see microsoft's are trying to slouch on this because let's face it they lost the console war when it came to x uh you know the, the xbox one and the playstation and they would like to it doesn't they matter whether they the
3: they,
0: they, bullshit that's bullshit. Console sales are a huge thing. And I think that being able to say you are holds a, holds a level of prestige. And then building up all this goodwill with the Xbox Game Pass. And let's face it, when it comes to what Microsoft has to offer, exponentially, it's so much more than PlayStation has to offer when I it comes agree. to Games Pass, stuff like that. So the fact that it, there's a possibility that it will slow production down and we'll have less units out there just because they don't have the, the the manpower first off. And then the, also the, the, the parts to... To make them. But I think that other than that, we'll still get our fall release, quarter four release. It's just going to be not as many as they hoped they would have. Yeah. What do you
1: guys think about the idea that, you know, we've seen obviously a whole lot of movies and stuff get postponed indefinitely because they just are fearful of the lack of audience. And with so many people being out of work or they've had hours cut back or they've facing medical bills, whatever it might be, there's less, I guess, disposable income. And and there could be fears that people won't want to go out and spend what could be a pretty expensive console from the estimates that I've heard. Like maybe they go, if we push this back a few months, maybe then it will hit with a more of an impact and people will generate the buzz through sales that we... Kind if, of need to if they went
0: quarter one of 2021, then they everyone would have their income tax cap, uh, money, and it, I think that would probably like be more believable, maybe spring 2021.
2: That's that's what I was going to mention, and Joe and I hit it right on the head is the, the fact that the, this been a huge economic impact for a lot of people, it could continue to be a huge economic impact for a while.
1: We it's don't really know, days. yeah.
2: So, you know, realistically speaking, if things don't turn up, especially economically wise, like, you know, l- that's why I said, I don't think they're going to delay the launch, but they might revise their sales trends or their projections um, mm-hmm. substantially, especially with the stock market in mind. You don't want to over project <clears throat> in the stock market. So, you know, they might come out and say, hey, you know what, due to supply issues, like Anthony said, um, there might be, uh, you know, some, a, a, a shortfall in sales for Q1 or Q4, depending on when the, the consoles release. Um, so that way also, you know, they're not going to lose investors because that's hugely important right now. Um, I think ideally, especially knowing how the market is playing out right now, like <laughs> it would be wise to release your console in 2020, even if you don't have enough supply to meet your demand. Yeah, And I don't want to say pull a Nintendo, but you might have that situation like with the Wii or the Switch where, hey, there's a couple months. Heck, it's hard as hell to find a Switch right now during the quarantine here um, because everyone's locked up and they need some entertainment. And I think people see the value in video games as entertainment media versus, like Jonah said, or I mentioned, you know, cinemas and things like that moving release dates back or even canceling film releases indefinitely for the time being for the lack of fear of a lack of audience you know especially when you have things like Netflix and everything else in the world like if you're going to put a movie out there like you have to get a return on your investment
0: yeah the movies make sense 100% like i get why they're doing it because movies have a budget especially wonder woman 84 that budget is probably huge, huge massive huge um so you know they've got a they gotta make that money back. It's not uh, oh well, well, we can go without making it, so we're gonna put it on digital only. No, 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 no. There's no yeah. there's no, oh, we'll be fine. No, it's a huge budget, and they have to make that money back plus them some. They're probably hoping that's gonna be another billion-dollar movie.
3: Like
2: hmm.
0: they release something like that digitally. You know what's gonna happen? People are
3: some people are gonna buy it. A
2: Everybody, lot of people are gonna pirate it. Yeah, everyone else is gonna pirate it. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I know this. Through experience of reasons, I'm not saying on a podcast. Did I? Did I watch the hunt? Yeah. Did I pay for it? No. <laughs> but really, by the way, people, um, did I watch the hunt?
0: No. Did I pay for it? No.
3: <laughs> but um, one thing to add to that, like you mentioned, economically. Oh uh, well, two things of that. The 360 sold phenomenally during the middle of a recession. So people will find ways to afford entertainment. They're going to be mm. like, okay, I can justify this bigger purchase yeah. if I just don't go out to see however many movies this month. Like Because it's like, okay, this will last me years compared to two hours. And that's because like a, it doesn't take long to hurt an economy. It takes a lot longer to build it up. So people mm-hmm. are going to be like, okay, let's invest in this and then not do this stuff, like going out and all that. And I think even after everything's all said and done, some people will still be weary to go out into public and be more likely to buy a console. That's a good point. That being said, remember how earlier I said that I'm staying away and not like making sure I'm not getting that Rona for my family? I'll risk it all for an Xbox Series X. (laughs)
0: I'll risk it all. (laughs) Sorry, Dad and Grandpa. I mean, if it's time, it's time. You lived a long (laughs) life. You lived a long life. What are you complaining about? Chief needs me. We're here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) So saddle up, baby. We're dropping this bomb now.
3: I just killed George.
0: My God. Well. (sighs) Sorry, George. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a great talk. Jono. Jono Penn. The smoothest voice in all the land. Um plug, plug kid, I'm gonna need you to plug everything that you have. Especially, especially oh, no. Here we go. your uh your interview coming up with Colin, because that's not where I thought that me. was going. Yeah, yeah you yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, Thank you for a curveball. You thought I was gonna last to see his dick, didn't you? But nope! I didn't. That's Is not that what I you wanted from me? Are you not detained?
1: All right. I thought you were going with going to go down towards kindergarten cop, but in, in order of appearance, uh, well, I actually just had Roger Clark on putting in work, the voice of Arthur Morgan. So if you're a Red Dead Redemption 2 fan, go back and listen to that one. It, it was really great interview with him talking about the experience of working on Red Dead and just seeing that game sell millions of copies and how it's changed his life. So that's, uh, that came out last week uh, this week as i mentioned before anthony's come on to comedy rewind we're talking about kindergarten cop so that's a lot of fun and if you listen to this podcast i assume you can tolerate anthony so you should give that one a crack <laughs> that's true
0: yeah i work just, on this
3: podcast and i can just a
0: little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I put yeah. up with him i put up with he's him he's
1: only talking half the time so it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then on the day after that one, my interview with Colin Moriarty will be out talking about Twin Breaker, talking about Sacred Symbols and Knockback and the work that he's done since the last time I interviewed him, which was two years ago. So another great yeah. listen. And last of all, I'm, I'm working on a video game called Trigger Witch with mm-hmm. a New Zealand indie studio called Rainbite. And I just want people to follow Rainbite on Twitter if, if you're interested in some... Indie goodness. It's a it's a twin stick shooter, and I'm writing the story for it, so that's a lot of fun. And we're expecting that out later this year.
0: Fun fact: I got you, to hang out with Jono and uh, uh, those those devs while playing Division Two when it first came out.
1: Nice, really, really
0: nice dudes. Really nice dude. On their wait. last game,
1: yeah.
2: I can't wait to check that out. It looks super cool.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'll make sure you guys can get review copies. Ooh, oh yes, I love love or copy. I would love. Do you know it. what
3: platforms it's coming out on? Just out of curiosity.
1: Hmm? yeah it'll be on switch and ps4 at this point yeah i'm smart throwing it on switch the indie console all right Jono.
0: thank you again so much for coming on the show we appreciate everything that you do whether it's your podcast or just you being you your twitter and uh we we love you man and congrats on becoming a new father man
1: yeah thank you it's awesome Love Most it. adorable
0: <laughs> babes ever. All right. Let's hit that sweet, nasty outro. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast or the listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us for the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation, 99 cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine per month. You can cancel that at any time. Next up, find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Twitch at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerds podcast, or we would like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Next up, you're going to find George at G Hioko on Twitter. That's G-H-I-O-C-O. And that guy, underscore George, 1337 on Instagram. Find Tommy at nightwing 593 on Twitter, nightwing 5930 on Instagram. And find me, Anthony, at plays on all social media. Until next time, I'm Anthony. And, and I'm, I'm George. I'm Tommy. I will send my ending for the news. All right, have a good night, everybody.